in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the technology of the future during the age of the Messiah. And so i got to do a couple things real quick. Um, the age of the Messiah is a time when a man is scheduled to come. That's in two years, one month from now, approximately October 27th in the year 2025 is when God will come from heaven and there will be a man here known as Messiah. The Prince Jesus Christ will be here and some others. And that is the beginning of the end times, what people call the end times, according to the schedule that God has chosen. Also, um, during the age of the Messiah, there are a number of religious predictions. People predict that he will do religious things, that he'll speak about religion that he will write about religion and that life will be better for everyone because of correct religion. Uh, in this podcast, I'm going to talk about science, though, and one of the reasons I'm going to talk about it is because there are a number of barriers to um, proper knowledge of religion or anything else because of people's wrong beliefs about science. In the future, in the um, far distant future, there are many people that believe even millions of years from now that all knowledge is from the devil and this is incorrect we live in a universe of infinite possibility where all things are possible and in this universe with knowledge we can make decisions often technology we use today is called primitive technology that is incorrect but when we talk about scientifically advanced technology what we're talking about is things that we can do with knowledge so a couple examples would be a four-wheeled vehicle a lot of wagons in the past were a two-wheeled vehicle where the load was carefully balanced and when they went down the road the horse carried some of the weight uh, the horse that pulled the wagon but most of the weight might have been balanced over the axle of the wagon to distribute the weight carefully and to make sure that there wasn't too much load on the horse so with knowledge we know that a horse has a limit to how much weight a horse can carry but the horse can pull more weight than the horse can carry if we're, it's pulling weight that's on a wagon with an axle typically with large wheels if it's wooden wheels If the load gets heavier, we need to use four wheels because of the balance. The axle is a hinge point and the wagon will tip forward or backward if it isn't loaded correctly. If it tips backward, it will lift the horse into the air like a lever. So when we talk about advanced technology, let's talk about first the four-wheeled vehicle, then the hoist. The four-wheeled vehicle is now known as a a car, an automobile, a pickup truck, and it goes down the road with an internal combustion engine that burns gasoline or diesel fuel or has a battery power, electrical power. And so with knowledge of how to make an axle and how to grease it, we can make a four-wheeled vehicle out of wood or metal if we have knowledge of how to join together different beams of wood or different frame components for an automobile. For a car, it's called a metal automobile frame or car or truck modern trailers used to tow a boat are very similar to an old wooden wagon they typically have two wheels and they tip forwards or backwards depending on how you load them up the truck is what pulls the trailer and the only real difference is that the wheels are smaller and that the uh boat trailer is made of metal not wood but with knowledge of metal we can make a metal boat trailer similar to an old wagon that had two wheels in order to make a car or truck go we need to know how to make internal combustion engines or battery power 
and that's the modern vehicle, but it's not the futuristic vehicle. We'll talk about those in a moment. The hoist is very similar to a crane. Every engineer in the world that knows how to make a crane or that has gone to engineering school will probably tell you that the hoist is one of the most difficult things to make uh, in the world, hoist brake, and it results in accidents all the time. Whether we're using physical man labor to pull a rope, or if we're using uh, a hydraulic system similar to what's on a, uh, a crane, that's what's on a bulldozer, uh, similar to what's on a bulldozer or a caterpillar or excavator. And those are powered with a pressure system uh, that has pressure uh, generated by an internal combustion engine. So technology is something we can only make with knowledge. I got one more example uh, now, and that's uh, flying cars and futuristic cars. In order to make things that are what we call futuristic, istic is a suffix to a word, and it means it is like the thing that is the prefix. The prefix is future. So. It is like a vehicle that we might see in the future. So when people draw futuristic flying cars, they're kind of guessing what it will look like. And so what they do is they draw a car that has a propulsion system. Helicopters use spinning blades. F-16 fighter jets use uh, a kind of a rocket system. And so people kind of imagine that that's what we'll use in the future. In the Tom Cruise movie Oblivion, they used, um, I think, what is something similar to a battery, which also is a fuel source. And so they kind of try to imagine what it would be like. And so we live at a point in time where many Christians and other people hate the devil so much that they, when they see a spaceship or they see a flying car drawn on someone's art website, those people think that it's all from the devil. They think the devil wants us to fly in the air, but Jesus wants us to roll on the ground on four wheels. And so this belief continues to the end of eternity. Shortly, the day of the Lord is scheduled to happen. And after that, God, um, during that time, God will waylay everything on the earth. Nearly everything in the earth will be completely destroyed. So what will happen is God will pour out his wrath on the earth and then people will say, well, I guess if God's just going to destroy everything, fuck it. No reason to work or build anything or do scientific research. And so people go back to living in uh, tents, wooden houses, and riding horses with wagons. And occasionally somebody will make an, a car that's an internal combustion engine, but there's no big factories to do it anymore. So anyone that does it has to figure out how to do it on their own, how to make a piston, how to make the piston rings, how to make the cast iron block, and how to put in all of the seals they assemble it themselves the radiator and so to the end of eternity people don't do a whole lot of scientific research anymore because of a superstitious belief that all knowledge is from the devil now the, the way we prove that it's superstitious is we use knowledge to make ford pickups and cell phones and all the Christians today are willing to drive a Ford pickup and to use a cell phone, and those are made with knowledge. But in the future, if a, if a cell phone has advanced technology, Christians might say it is from the devil. It's the same thing that Christians said 30 years ago. When cell phones came out, Christians uh, 30 years ago, they said, that's from Star Trek, which is from the devil. And then cell phones came out, and then they said, that's from the devil, and now all the Christians use them. Same thing with motor vehicles. A lot of Christians said motor vehicles are from the devil. And horses are from God, and so are wagons. 
but there are people in the far past thousands of years ago who said wagons are from the devil because it takes knowledge you guys have this superstitious belief if you're a christian that all knowledge comes from the devil and the proof is what you guys say every time there's something new every time there's something new you guys say it's from the devil so let's go back to a couple different things first if i went to people that are not believers uh, even people that worship Satan, and, and if you came with me, I can ask them, did the devil ever say to you, internal combustion engine? We could go find Henry Ford and ask him, Was we could go back in time. In the future, there will be time travel technology. We go back in time, we could ask Henry Ford, did the devil tell you how to do this? We can watch him his whole life. No, the devil wasn't there. And you can ask God when you die and see him, or if you're here before the day of the Lord, God, did the devil invent the internal combustion engine? If you, if you want to ask him that question, he'll answer. But there's still one thing that's a barrier in your thinking. We live in a universe of infinite possibility where all things are possible. So during the age of the Messiah and all the ages of the future, a lot of religious people believe that there will be no technology anymore. We'll go back to horses and wagons forever because that's what God made and we don't need anything else. So if you want to live like that, that's not bad. It's a fun way to live and people enjoy it. And you can have plenty of money living like that. However... When people continue to believe this, every time there's some new idea, what ends up happening is that you guys become the opposition. Right now, Christians are the most persecuted minority in the world, according to what I've read on the internet. And so Christians will say, yeah, but you guys oppose us all the time because of our religious beliefs. Well, do you oppose everyone because of their belief that with knowledge we can make things? When we talk about what can be made, I'll give you an example of the helicopter. Helicopters are something that in the future Christians are not opposed to because it's technology we can understand. The propeller works similar to a fan blade and it moves air creating thrust. The thrust pushes the air down and lifts the um, helicopter up. And with the thrust generated by the propellers, the helicopter can move up. It can also pitch forward and the helicopter can go up and forward. So in the future, there is a lot of Christians that are interested in flying a helicopter it takes four or five years to go to flight school, and if somebody makes a helicopter that's reliable and safe, then they're interested in it. One of the reasons Christians are not interested in flying helicopters today is because helicopters are not made safe. They, they're very difficult to fly, and, they, and a lot of people believe, rightly, that they're not safe as they could be. They're, they're improving sometimes. Every now and then there's an improvement to the helicopter design, but in general, they're not as safe as they could be. So a lot of people, whether you're a Christian or anyone else, even an atheist, you might not want to fly a helicopter because it's not quite as safe as we would like. They do crash. And every year, there are new helicopter designs that are tested. It's like a prototype design, and they crash. Recently, this year, people have tested helicopter designs that are supposed to be released next year for sale, but they still crash. And so, there's still interest in that, but the reason is because people understand the technology. Anytime Christians don't understand something, they say it's from the devil. And that is one of the strangest things to say and to believe. And the reason is God made metal and that's what's used to make the internal combustion engine and almost everything on a helicopter. What's left is a couple things like gauges and the fuel, a couple plastic components, but most of the helicopter is made of metal. And so when we take the metal and we make it into different shapes, such as the shape of a helicopter blade, a uh, drive shaft, which is used to turn the helicopter blade, gears, because we need to turn the um, propulsion at a right angle so that the um, helicopter blades can spin on the top of the helicopter above. The doors are made of metal. 
a lot of the controls are made of metal. They're wrapped in plastic, so it's like a plastic handle that's comfortable, but it's a, it's a metal rod that's hollow. All we're doing is shaping metal and then putting fuel in the engine and igniting it with a spark plug. It's really similar to a motor vehicle. And so, motor vehicles, Ford pickups, and helicopters are made of metal. And so if you think that some new design is made from the devil, what you're doing is you're perpetuating a superstitious belief that shaping metal into a certain shape comes from the devil. But that was never true. All throughout human history, blacksmiths, metal fabricators, made metal into different shapes. They made axes for cutting down trees, knives for cutting food. Uh, they made sewing needles for sewing clothes. And so it, this is a bizarre belief that has no foundation in reality that's perpetuated to the end of eternity because a lot of people don't understand technology, but also you never see it actually used. Most of the technology that people talk about being from the devil is technology seen in science fiction TV shows. And in those TV shows, people travel to other worlds and they meet people that look different than us. And so you Christians are right to say that people on other worlds look human. That's completely true. They all look like us. However, if they looked different, would you say it's from the devil? Black people say that white people look different. Asian people say that different Asian people look different. If you're from Myanmar, North or South Korea, China, or Japan, you probably say all Asian people look very different. Do you think it's from the devil? For some reason, when you guys don't understand something, if you're a Christian believer, if that's what you call yourself, you say it's from the devil because people look different. But then, those that um, worship the devil, they say the same thing. They say the devil's the one that made everyone look different. You all say the same thing for no reason. None of you have ever seen the devil make a person. And you've never seen the devil make a person look different. You've never seen him build a Ford F-150 and you've never seen him build a helicopter. You've never seen him make a cell phone and for some reason to the end of eternity, people believe that the devil is the source of all knowledge. So what is knowledge? We're going to talk about this in um, this podcast and probably also the next one. But knowledge is something that anyone can have. Knowledge of how things work typically comes from experience. And so in order to have knowledge of, let's say, metal fabrication to make a helicopter or to do automobile design, that knowledge typically comes from someone who has knowledge of combustion and expansion of gases. That's knowledge of physics because we burn gasoline, it expands, and that pressure from the expansion is what moves the piston down, but also knowledge of how to fabricate components in a metal fabrication shop, like a blacksmith. So with those two pieces of knowledge, we can make a wide variety of things like helicopters and motor vehicles. <coughs> That's just general knowledge that anyone can have. But when we talk about knowledge that comes from the devil, none of you have ever heard the devil talk. To the end of eternity, people believe knowledge is from the devil. And there's one more reason it makes me angry. It's because um, in the future, people that live a very long time, they actually see the devil face to face and look him right in the eyes when he, when he talks to him. He is um, in about two years, one month, going to be in the earth. And he's going to walk around and he's going to talk to people. And he's going to do that for the next 6,000 years if the schedule is exactly what God said it's going to be. God said in two years, one month, the end times begin. It's going to be about 75, 80 years until the devil's in hell. He's just going to walk around and talk to people. Literally, the devil will walk around and talk to people. Then after he burns a 1,000 years, he's, just, he's scheduled to do it again for more than 5,000 more years. 
And so a lot of people that live in the future, they've seen the devil, they've heard him speak, and he never had any technology. He didn't come in spaceships. He didn't have flying cars. He didn't even have a cell phone. He didn't have a helicopter. He didn't make internal combustion engines. He didn't work in a mechanic shop. He didn't work at the Large Hadron Collider, the CERN Collider, or any of the other colliders or small particle physics research facilities. He never did any of this, but you guys go around saying that he invented knowledge, and that's because of two reasons. Number one, you guys never learned about small particle physics, and so in the future, in this timeline, you guys are gonna learn about it, and it's gonna be completely different. You're not gonna think the devil has that knowledge because you're gonna find out he doesn't know anything about it. The second thing you're gonna, that, make, that makes me angry about this, though, is that for everyone in the future that heard the devil speak, he never had any evidence that, that, that you guys should believe this. You guys just believed it randomly. You randomly believe the, it's all knowledge comes from the devil, and that's not true. The knowledge that we teach our children, such as language, that doesn't come from the devil. So what you guys end up believing in the future is if it's from the Bible, it's God's word and that's good knowledge, but everything else is bad knowledge. And so if, some, if someone comes along and says, well, why do you think it's bad knowledge? You can never answer. You never have the answer. Why is it bad knowledge? You don't know. Why do you tell people that? You don't know. Is it true? You don't know. Do you believe it? You certainly believe it and you want everyone else to believe it. You want to drive around in a car and you want to say, gosh, this goddamn car is from the devil. And you drive around in it all the time. You got a cell phone. You're like, this goddamn cell phone's from the devil. And so technology during the age of the Messiah has a really bad barrier. And so this podcast is for everyone that's interested in helping others learn math, physics, small particle physics, and science. If you're interested in teaching other people and helping them learn about the world that we live in, then this podcast is very interesting to you because you are the kind of person that wants to teach others and you want to find out why they refuse to learn about science technology. If you think this podcast is boring, it's quite likely that you are just waiting for someone else to make it and give it to you, which is fine. That's how it's going to work in the future. In the future, there's going to be so much technology, people will just have it. It will always be given away. And then it's fine. You can just look at it and see if you like it. So I promise I would talk about flying cars. And that's the last thing I'll talk about in this podcast. In order to make something like a flying car, we need a few different things. The first thing we need is a propulsion system that makes it go up in the air. And so an internal combustion engine, I guess, could do this if you just put a propeller on it like a helicopter. And so a lot of modern thinkers, they, the best idea they can come up with right now is um, like a drone that delivers Amazon parts shaped like a car, a drone shaped like a car. And so it's shaped like a car for no reason. I mean, if you're just gonna fly a short distance, you don't need a trunk or a hood. You don't need a gigantic engine in it. You can have a smaller engine. Or if you do have a hood, it's more like a helicopter. And so what they end up with is a helicopter. And so it's not really a flying car. If you look at flying car designs on a Google image search, you're gonna see that a lot of flying cars look a lot like a helicopter. And so they don't really know in the earth how to make those things. So the first thing we need is a propulsion system. I'll talk about that in a minute. The next thing that we typically need in order to have the ones that you see in the movies where the tires fold underneath the car when it flies, we're gonna need robotics. Now robotics is not what people think. Robotics is really just an electrical system with a motor that moves mechanical components. There's different ways to create movement of mechanical component, but typically it's an electric motor that pulls on a rope or something that moves an electrical component, or to me, a mechanical component. There are a lot of other ways to do it, of course. You can put the motor in the joint of the, the, the thing and stuff like that. But what you end up with when you, when you have robotics is you have a way of moving things without human manpower. 
And so if you have tires that fold underneath, it's gonna usually have an electric motor. So if you're a Christian that thinks that's from the devil, my guess is that you just blame the devil for everything you don't understand. And I guess that's fine until you learn, you, you might continue to do that. But once you see those components and see someone else make it who wasn't the devil, maybe you'll realize it's not from the devil. Maybe you think cell phones are from the devil because you've never seen a cell phone made. Maybe you think internal combustion engines are from the devil because you don't know how to make one. You've never seen somebody make one. A person does it, not the devil. So to the end of eternity, you guys just keep believing this for a whole eternity. And so going back to the flying car, let's bring up the propulsion system, and I'll talk about those in a future podcast. It's a lot of them that work, and you guys will see those in the very near future. What we'll see is um, the robotics, in order to move the wheel, need to detach it from the front axle and the rear axle move it with an uh, electric motor or something similar away from the vehicle and then fold it and then we have a, a vehicle that can fly in the air with the tires folded up it, it requires also a reattachment system that's strong and reliable so it's going to use big pieces of metal to do the attachment system so that the tire can reattach it needs to detach move away and then fold up in order for it to be uh, like a flying vehicle and so when we, when we think about that technology, it's technology that's available today, but people think it's from the devil because, um, because of evil purpose. Some people get on YouTube and they see DARPA, that's a government uh, contractor, making robots that can kill people, and that's all on YouTube, and then they think that all robots are gonna kill people, like the Terminator movie, I guess, I'm not sure, but it's from DARPA. And so then they think all robotics is just killing people. That's, it's because they don't know what robotics is. Robotics, they think they think a robot is C-3PO, R2-D2, or these robots that DARPA makes. They don't realize that robotics is just a way of making mechanical components move rather than hydraulics. If we're gonna move it, we can use manpower. We can also use hydraulics. We can also use electronics, electric motors, and other ways as well. And so those are the only ways that are known. And they don't realize that robotics and robots are not necessarily the same thing. It's kind of like woodworking and carpentry. I mean, it's pretty similar, but a woodworker typically is gonna make furniture or cabinets or tables or beds. And a carpenter is typically gonna make houses, but they can go either way with that job. I mean, a carpenter can make furniture and a woodworker can you know, nail a two by four to a wall. I mean, either way works. And so it's similar to that. It's like saying that a person that builds houses uh, you would call that house audits or something and they're like, oh, is that from the devil? It's like robotics, house audits, electronics, all this audits, O-T-I-C-S. No, it's just a way of building things, carpenter audits. So when people hear these words that have long suffixes and prefixes like robotics, electronics, carpenterics, carpenteronics or something, people start to think that, oh, that's from the devil because now it's not carpentry, it's carpentryonics. It's just people renaming things. It doesn't really make a big difference to me. And so during the age of the Messiah, the biggest barrier to people believing that, you know, cars can fly or something is just because they don't understand it. And so when people don't understand something, they typically say it's not possible. But what they could say is it's not possible today. And that means that's probably what they're thinking and they're probably not wrong. In the next podcast, I'm going to talk more about um, the specifics of technology in the future. But to, in this one, I wanted to talk to barriers to... Um, to future technology because of one really odd thing. As soon as there is advanced technology in the earth, the devil will already be here. And then he's gonna say, I made that, that was my idea. 
And there are some people that are so stupid they're going to believe it, and that includes Christians. He's going to say, I was, I was the one who thought of that. That was my idea. I saw an idea, and then I told someone, and then they, they made it because I thought of it. The devil will tell you this, and some people are going to believe it. But if you, if you see the devil, you can just ask him, uh, when did you think of this? Why did you think of that idea? Uh, how does it work? Do you know what an axle and gear system is? He's going to look at you like he's mentally retarded. He literally has no idea what those things are. He just, he, he literally is a guy that walks around and points at things and says, I made that, that's fine. And people believe it. And I think it's because they don't understand it. So in the future, during the age of the Messiah, technology is going to come to people in the earth in a way that is different than has ever come. And the devil is not going to be able to persuade people that knowledge and technology is from the devil. Uh, Christians aren't going to be able to persuade it. They're going to be completely reversed on their uh, opinion because they will see exactly how it's made and how it works. And then we'll have another couple uh, events that happen. But this is a big problem in the earth. It's such a big problem that it reached a point where we can no longer talk about it without... We can no longer just talk about it. The problem can never be solved by talking about it. If I go to every pastor in the world and I say, let's build a research facility where we research neutrons, make a neutron fuel source, we'll have a can of neutrons, you know, isolates, nothing but neutrons in that can, and then we're going to put it in a neutron engine that'll take us to space and warp 20 or something, blow people's minds. They're going to say, yeah, right, that's from the devil. We don't have neutrons. The devil made neutrons. And then you have to explain to them, neutrons are components from atoms molecules where our bodies have a bunch of neutrons your food has neutrons water has neutrons everything has neutrons and then they're like oh wait what i'm like if you tell them oh god made neutrons they're like is there a bible verse that can prove that god made neutrons i mean the conversation at this point with christians muslims or atheists is impossible to get past no one will do it if i went to every small particle physics researcher in the world and i said i have the knowledge where we can build a machine right here today where we can see neutrons without an electron microscope. We can see them clearly and we can have perfect uh, vacuum inside of the machine and it won't buckle or break and it's perfectly safe. And then what we can do is the research required to make cans of neutrons. And then we'll make a neutron drive uh, that'll travel through space at warp nine or whatever. They'll say, yeah, right. You only think that because you think our research isn't good. You're trying to tell us how to do our research and you think our research isn't good enough. They're not going to do it. They're going to throw a, a, an argument party where they explain that their research is already good enough and no one needs to tell them how to do it. I'm like, I just told you that we can build a spaceship. Isn't that what you guys want in the science community? <coughs> so we've reached a point because of the political provocation to anger that everyone experiences every day where it's impossible to talk to people about neutrons, blacksmithing, metal fabrication, or anything else. And so I'm making this podcast to leave behind a record for anyone in the future during the age of the Messiah that wants to find out what's happening and why. You'll be able to come back to this podcast and hear about science and technology and knowledge during the age of the Messiah and the reason why people act so ridiculous and why in the future we might just stop doing scientific research for, I don't know, a thousand years because... We might just be given technology because people will refuse to do research because they have weird beliefs. And so they just need to be given it and see it. I think part of that is people have spent so much time hoping to see it from the back of the, to the future movie or Star Wars. They thought, oh, if they can put it in a movie, maybe somebody can make it. And then so they waited the last 40 years. No one can make it. 
And so now people are just getting frustrated, I think. And so maybe they're impatient. And so they say, well, maybe it's not real. Maybe I won't see my lifetime. And so in the future, it's just going to be given to us. And I'll talk about that in the next podcast.